Hey guys, welcome to episode 167 of Blind Guy Talks Tech for Monday, the 1st of August. Another brand new month. Where do they all go? And it's a new experience for me as I play with the PC on a Mac. You're listening to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Now, here's that blind guy himself, Stephen Scott. And not one, but two blind guys with me today to celebrate the launch of a new month. And uh, the way this one's gone so far, it can already launch itself. Don't, don't know what that means. Sean Priest. <laughs> Hello. Hello, it's coming home. It's coming. Football apparently has come home. Oh, no, well if you're done. going to start this nonsense, you're out. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, but that, that needs an applause, surely. No, no thank for, you, Robin. Oh, for, oh, for, come on. Congratulations. Santa, Kicking a ball around a field. Ah, I absolutely agree well with done. you. But that's not the point. We've got to <laughs> revel in some victories. Well done, uh, Lionesses. Robin Christofferson's with us as well. Robin Christofferson, how if are we you? Can Happy congratulate ourselves for successfully, I don't know, rewiring our office or, you know, using oh. our technology. I think oh. kicking a ball into, uh-huh. a, into a net is uh, quite an achievement, oh, don't you? Oh, Stephen, you're in <laughs> trouble. Oh, and by the way, Stephen, yes. Yes. you consider yourself virtually pinched, Sean. Punch. Oh, virtual. I see. Yep. A virtual lawsuit is coming your way then. Oh, what's, sorry. What's, what's happening here? <laughs> Pinch what's... punch, first of the month, first of August. Oh, is that a thing, is it? Yes. Yeah, well, apparently it is for children and 50-year-old men, now, apparently, as well. <laughs> if someone does that to you, just yes. say a slap in the kick for being so quick. Yeah, good. Right. Can I suggest you try that in Glasgow? <laughs> Please, let's, Stephen, carry on. See how long you last. <laughs> um, yes, uh, so happy Lioness Month and uh, whatever it is. Yes, good on the... Um, People, <laughs> you're struggling. I love I just, it. I, you know what it is? I, I don't care. That's the god. I could not care less. Sport is a waste of a Saturday. As a good friend reminded me on Twitter the other day. <laughs> I totally agree. By the way, um, but no, I mean, I, look, I, I suppose congratulations is an order. We're, we're all supposed to be happy as well. That the is it the Commonwealth Games are on just now? Mm-hmm. Is that is that sport? Is it? Yep. Right. Well, well done to them in yep. the Commonwealth. For Whoever you things. may be. <laughs> Wherever you are. You. Congratulations. I remember when they were in Glasgow, I had no idea what was going on, but I remember we hosted the 2014 Games and I remember just a typical Glasgow reaction to anything, which was, please, God, don't screw it up. And that was the Glaswegians talking. Um, <laughs> you know, it was just, please, don't don't screw this up. We're on the world stage. I mean, and you never. We're, we're a part, we got COP26. No one died, except the entire planet apparently will die, so we, we can be responsible for that. Well, there we go. I mean, and we started off with saying congratulations for a sports <laughs> win by our national team, and we end up with we've killed the planet. We've Stephen killed Scott, the pla- and Glasgow's responsible. Down. And I will say as well, apparently Glasgow's in the running to get Eurovision, so I don't know where that sits. Is that a medium? Is that kind of like <sighs> in the medium between great sport and end of the world? Is that in the middle? Yes. Oh, that's on the win be. side, definitely. I don't know if we'll get it. To be honest, but I mean, we we actually did host Eurovision in a film, not the one I've seen. But um, what are you talking about? There was a movie film? about there was a movie about Eurovision, and they actually had the whole Eurovision event. But the whole thing was held in Glasgow. But it wasn't set in Glasgow; it was set somewhere else. But they just used Glasgow as the location. Thank you. Thank like you. World War Z and Brad yes. Pitt. When you're looking for drunk, pale people to uh, perform in a zombie film. Where else would you come? 
shamelessly shuffle about. (laughs) No makeup was required. It saved the production company. Paramount saved a fortune. I love you, Glasgow, by the way. Don't listen to Stephen. I have a fondness for Glasgow. It's my hometown. Of course I'm going to slaughter it. That's the way it works up here. Um, What are we talking about today, I have been playing with my Mac and... um, I got a bit bored, if I'm honest, because I thought, right, what what can I do next with this thing? And I had been talking a lot with our Aaron, as you know, Aaron, who's been in touch with us talking about Mac and VMs and virtual. And of course, Robin's always talking about the wonders Mm. of VM. And and actually, it was in fairness, it was you that put me onto the idea of VM in the first place properly, because you showed me what we could do with it. And that was on Mm. the Intel when I had the... um, The furnace that is the or was the Intel 15-inch MacBook Pro. I'm warming my hands as we speak. <laughs> well, I decided that I would try to install uh, Windows 11, the ARM edition, onto my Mac. And um, let's just say VMware is the most accessible tool to do it with out of a pretty, you know, and that's that's not a great list. I mean, and and VMware is not small the greatest. List. Well, it's a small list, and it's also not. They all have their issues, right? Um, Parallels, though, was the easiest to install, but the least accessible. Most annoying, I guess, in some ways. But you know, that's where Ira comes in, right? And uh, thankfully, the Ira agent took over the computer and was able to click through all the endless series of questions and answers that, or questions that were required to be asked in the next buttons that just were not accessible at all. Um, which I, I never understand how that works, right? Because Tell this them. is the, Have you told them? Have well, you tweeted here's, here's, at them? But here's the thing, oh, right? Oh, Well, they must... I mean, well, they, <laughs> yeah. they will know because they've got Loads an email coming from me back. as well. But yeah, absolutely. People have been in touch about this for a long time. Uh, but it's just interesting, right? Because I was thinking at the time, God, if I just had an orator or I just had an NVDA or a something else at that moment, I could probably have worked around it. You know that way that sometimes JAWS doesn't get there, sometimes NVDA doesn't get there, but Narrator does. And yes. this is, again, one of the problems with the Mac, right? You've only got the one <laughs> the one, vo- one screen reader. Yeah. So you don't really have the opportunity to, to kind of go and, and try and find another way into this thing. So anyway, long story short, you've got to get eyes on it. And that's what I did. You know, that's a good point, actually. The one thing that's missing from VoiceOver on the Mac is the equivalent of the... Um, OCR, built-in OCR right, that yours yeah. has, where basically it just scrapes the whole screen, does OCR on it, and allows you to click on things where the MSAA or the UI automation has let you down, which yep. it does too, definitely. Absolutely. So, sorry, sorry. I get the OCR thing. I didn't know it wasn't available on VoiceOver, but what do you mean it allows you to click on things? Yeah. So you basically do a keystroke that just does OCR on the whole screen, you can use the, you're basically driving the mouse around, whether it's a virtual mouse, it's a JAWS cursor anyway, you can just read stuff and you can jump across to words. And if there's a word that was originally on a link or on a button, then yeah, you can just use the, you can emulate the Right. The you're just talking about using the, 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 the mouse, you know, voice on mouse. So when you hover over something, it speaks it out. Yeah, not really, though, because if you could just turn on the JAWS cursor and arrow up and down, in Windows, increasingly, in recent years, you only get half the stuff. Yeah, So the, Yeah, this literally just does an OCR on every bit of text. It just does a screenshot and then OCRs it and then tries to map the mouse, the JAWS cursor around. I don't know exactly how it works, but often that's what you cool. have to do. Okay, I like yeah, it. It's pretty ropey, though. 
Yeah, and that was the problem. So, you know, it meant that none of the next... I mean, on, on this was just on the install screen. I mean, I got so far into it and then it just... All I was getting was that thing where it, it kind of tells you that you're in a window, but you can't do anything with the window. So that was that. So that's where I came in. We got it installed. And once it was installed, and one thing I do like about Parallels is that it actually will ask you what you want to install. Now, on the Mac, the only option you get, especially if you've got the M1, the only option you get is the Windows 11 with ARM. And it will immediately go off and download the appropriate software for it and then install it for you. So you really don't have to do anything more than that. Um, Where does it get it from? Yeah, because there's no official ISO, so I wonder what it's doing. Well, the, the thing with... Um, what was it called? A virtual hyperdeck? Hyper, it's, it's a weird file name. It's a VDX or HX Ooh. or something. Um, it's not an ISO. You can't get an ISO. Mm -hmm. And that's and I don't, that's just what I'm confused about because Aaron, who I was telling you about earlier, he created a virtual machine for me to work in virtual machines and I cannot get it to work in, in VMware Fusion. Couldn't get it to work at all, which is why I ended up going down this route. Um, so I don't know how he did it because there doesn't seem to be an ISO, but there may be a way to convert from what that format is into an ISO, but that's way beyond my knowledge, and most things are, to be fair. As soon as you start even getting into this world, if one thing doesn't work, I'm out. <laughs> Just delete the whole thing, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was going to be a bit of a tough procedure, but no, it wasn't. So the other good thing about Parallels is, and I think VMware Fusion does this as well, is it kind of decides for itself the allocation of what, services or what system um, resources it will use. But what I like about, v about Parallels, which I don't think you get with VMware, is that it will decide for itself, right, okay, so we'll give you three cores or four cores or six cores, or whatever you've got available, or whatever can be shared among the system with graphics and all the rest. But it will actually have an, an expanding hard drive. It's not like a fixed drive. So you don't say, like, I want. you have to make a decision and say, I want 128 gig or 256 gig, and that's it. It will decide, well, you need more? Okay, you get more. And the good thing is, at the end of a day, if you've deleted a lot of stuff from your Windows side, you can reclaim that hard drive space back on the Mac side. So you're never, you can, you just have, I can, it almost treats it like a program of its own that just expands like any other application might, mm. like photos or iMovie or, you know, mail or messages as, as you get more, content in there so got it up and running um still getting to grips with it but one thing i did notice right off the bat and i have noticed it now for a couple of days been using this is that it doesn't have that horrible thing where vmware i would tend to run in full screen mode oh no that's a big mistake well that's right you told me this and <laughs> and i i would run it that way because i mean i could just command tab between it and you know the windows or the mac side right uh, but we need to didn't talk work. about that well, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't really work for me because it kept. It would either do one of two things. It would either just not work particularly well because it would get confused by the the key inputs, or it would jump back to the Mac side. It was almost just keep. It would just keep jumping back. I couldn't get it to stay in the window. It took a bit of, you know, cat cat going in the box, going to the vet type thing. Um, <laughs> get in. Um, so, <laughs> must admit, I'm not a cat person. Um, but that aside... What's happening? Sorry, what did I miss then? I was looking for the Windows 11 ISO, by the way. Oh, I missed all that. <laughs> and you, you, you shouted. I'm shouting you at cats. Um, all right, sorry. So go back and listen. It's a great show. Um, <laughs> I was in it. So, <laughs> so then we get it installed. We get it up and running. And yeah, I mean, it is... I mean, you would never think this is a beta pre-release of anything. Seriously. I am mm. blown away at how good this works. It I mean, just feels like I'm using anything else. Enough, haven't they? Exactly. So, 
Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of blew me away, and there's a lot in this, but the one thing that really blew me away was I kind of mindlessly went off to Edge and downloaded Audacity. And as oh. I'm hitting the install button, I'm thinking, oh, this isn't going to work, is it? Because it's not ARM. Oh, well, oh, hey, what? It's installing. It'll let me install. It's working. I'm editing. God, no, this is wait. snappy. Yes, it all works. Works beautifully. I was blown away by that. I did not expect that at all. So is that emulation that's running on yeah, the emulator? I'm- What's going on there? I was really surprised about that as well because I naively thought that you needed ARM ported versions of everything. But now, so I mean, did I, so I yeah. did go away and look it up. And x64 and x86 emulation is out of the box. So, yeah, wow. you can. It's like emulation within, within emulation, though, isn't it? So, but mm. is it still snappy? Oh, snappy as anything. Wow. I'll tell you, it is, it is snappier than Audacity is on my Mac side. Huh. I mean, it's that is so it, weird. It is, it is brilliant. I was able to edit. No, and it's funny because I remember doing the editing stuff on the VM before on the on the Intel side, and it wasn't great. I remember I was feeling it was a poorer performance. It's really interesting because, so I've got this MacBook Pro 16, isn't it? Or 15 or whatever it is. 16. Mm, yeah. And um, 32 gigs, 16 assigned to the VM of RAM. And when I run Audacity, normally it's fine. And when you're editing, you really want very low latency don't you because you don't you know you're kind of catching that vowel or syllable or kind of breath or whatever it is right at that you know really precise obviously you can fiddle around but you don't want to be doing that all the time um if i have a number of you know sessions open or a really big file like i'm editing an hour-long film uh film podcast with (laughs) 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 audio audio only um it's you know that latency goes down and down Mm. so um and that's without kind of emulation within emulation and that's with a really high uh level of ram so yeah because how much ram have you got to play with on that machine is it on the mini (laughs) this is on the mini with eight gig wow so you've got four or does that virtually with parallels does it virtually slide the ram up and down or do you have to say you get four and you get four and you can choose, the only option you seem to have is like a, put a limit on it or don't. You can say no limit and then it'll oh. just allocate as many resources as it needs. Oh, man. And then it'll shift it back over. Um, I must say, I was really, I'm really impressed with parallels in this. And I don't know if it's parallels that's the answer to this problem or I don't know, maybe just maybe it is the, the, the M1. But um, if this is the way it's going and we're in beta phase, I'm very impressed. And I've obviously not just been playing with that, I've been playing with Jaws the ARM64 pre-release version as well, the beta version mm-hmm. that's kicking around, um, which you can get from the, the Freedom Scientific downloads page. Um, they do tell you there's no technical support. This is it's the same with Microsoft on this. You know, this is all pre-release. This is the future we're playing with here. Um, but you would not think it when you're using it. JAWS is as snappy as anything. Um, I'm really, really interested to know now whether they have bothered to port it over to ARM or whether this is still the x86 code base because I think that's what NVDA is doing because they have definitely not created an ARM version right? as far as I know but it still runs doesn't it, it so does. yeah. well anything will run as, as we said at yeah. the beginning there Even under emulation has to dig into the system I got chicken like nugget on it last yeah. night 
Oh, well, that's hardly. Uh, come on, no, that's there's impressive. a difference. No, no, but, but that, no, but that is impressive because I did not expect any of these apps to run. Yeah. I, I, com- I would not have thought any. I thought we were just going to have a basic set of apps that might be available through the Microsoft Store to okay. play with. I didn't and expect it might be it to slightly be fully different functional. and feel weird and blah blah blah. But no. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's because of how it was before, right? When when Microsoft did uh, the whole Windows RT thing, yeah, and they tried exactly. to push their own specific hardware running ARM. It, it just the emulation was so bad for one thing. I think it only did 32 bit uh, for the longest time, so 64 mm-hmm. bit emulation is new. That's right, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a case of you could only install things from the Windows Store. Uh, yeah, it was so limited that it just never took off. So, with all these limitations gone and the emulation, you know, performing well, then uh, yeah, this definitely sounds interesting. I would like to know, you know, if you put Jules. As Robin sort of said, if you put Jules for ARM against Jules, the regular Jules x86 or 64, what you know, is there a big difference in performance there, or is the emulation of Jules? Because screen readers are are a different beast, right? They do need to go low level system wise. Mm-hmm. They need mm-hmm. to get underneath the the into the kernel of the OS. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, a thing like Chicken Nugget it doesn't matter. It just sits on the top doing whatever it's allowed with to Jaws, do. It's running loads of scripts all the time, even yeah. if you're not kind of firing them yourself. It's suppressing things. It's going away and grabbing things. It's you know, things are running all the time. Well, I can't tell the difference between the Surface Pro 8, which Microsoft kindly sent me to play with, and that mm-hmm. is my benchmark, I guess, for regular use. And it's similar specs, specifications, because I think it's 8 gig, maybe it's 16, but I think it's 8 gig. i7? Um, uh, i5 or i7? Okay. I, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. But either way, I mean, it, it, it's JAWS as snappy as anything on it. Mm. There's really no difference between the two. Really no difference at all. In terms of lag, in terms of... The responsiveness. I mean, I notice it on the Mac more because I find sometimes voiceover just has that. Li- it's, it's not a lag. It's just it's just a little bit different. I find eloquence than you on the on the beta running macOS Ventura the beta and having eloquence on there. You really notice because it's a lighter voice. It does respond much much quicker than the other ones do. Um, on web pages, and I don't know if this is the browser. Mm. It's in Safari and Edge on the Mac. Voiceover is really. Non-performance, yep. shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's that's absolutely right. But you don't get that with the. Well, you get a little bit of that with eloquence and fairness, but it's and that's on the Mac side. But no, I'm really impressed. I've been blown away because I, I did not think I'd be able to use this as a daily machine. I thought I'd be able to play with it, test some things, try some stuff out. I didn't think I'd be using it every day, and it's rock solid. I mean, the, the Windows side is is fine as. I mean, I, I imagine I'll come up against some challenges as we go along, but it is beta and I'm prepared for that. Um, have you got weird hardware plugged in, which might not have WOA, Windows on ARM drivers yet? Um, so the only things I've got, well, I do have quite a bit of specialist kit for the for the TV. So the TV, we've got this Black, Blackmagic Design video switcher, which is plugged in, recognise that, didn't have any problems with using that as a webcam. Um, the Roadcaster Pro plugged in. It was able to identify that. It was able to section off the audio to say, this is your sound card off that desk. Mm-hmm. It was happy with that. Um, there's lots of other little things as well, like in the parallel settings, you can assign, I know you can do this in VM as well, you can assign certain hardware to certain systems. So you can say, for example, I only want this to show up over here. I only want this to show up over there. Don't, you know, never the twain shall meet. Um mm-hmm. And that's quite handy, actually, because if you have a piece of kit like the Blackmagic, which is really only for the Mac, I can just tell it, 
no, just use it on the Mac. Don't don't offer it to Windows as an option. But if you do have another webcam plugged in, in my case, I'll say, well, you can be it and you can share. You can actually say, well, I'd actually like to share that one between the two. So you can really customize this to the nth degree. Um, ton of keyboard options, obviously. You can emulate all of the key commands you might be used to, like Control, uh, sorry, Command C, Command V. You can use all that across the PC as well. I chose not to because I find I prefer the muscle memory to, to remember the yeah the specifics to that. Um, so that's what I was going to ask you because going back to earlier where you were saying about running it in full screen and for me I can't do that. So I do maximize the VM window so mm. that you get a decent kind of virtual screen size, screen resolution of the Windows machine as it were. Yeah. Um, so I do run it windowed and I command tab between everything on the Mac side. Now, by default, VMware Fusion reassigns, it switches around the alt and windows keys. And a lot of people aren't going to like the sound of this at all. But basically, within Windows, every single day of my working life, I am in effect windows tabbing because the alt is now the middle one between the control and the you know, so it's it's next to the control key. But I'm mm. just used to that now. Um, it's the same with parallels. Okay, because that's how they get around it, basically. You know, yeah. your old alt tab, which is the one next to the space bar, is command, and that works, you know, to get you out of, you know, um, command tab takes you between all the windows on the Mac side, and in effect, windows tab takes you through all the stuff in, on, in the VM. You just get used to it, you know, but you do have to remember that, you know, if you're going up to the menu bar, it's the Windows key rather than the Alt key. But I don't even think about them as Windows or Alt anymore. It's just what you press. To and do you can change that. I mean, you can change it yeah, in. I mean, you could even but use then you sharp have keys. Conflicts, don't you? Yeah. yeah, but you can use sharp. I use sharp keys to get an applications key because I didn't have one on the, mm -hmm. the keyboard mm -hmm. I had. It wouldn't it wouldn't work. So you wouldn't just do shift F10 then? I could do. Yeah, yeah. but I just I kind of. I seem to naturally just That's go to that key. Such an awkward shortcut that shift is. F10. I don't know for what a, it is about. For a right click, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, especially if you got to hold the function key down as well. It's just really strange. Yeah, oh, that's horrible. I wouldn't like that. I no. wouldn't like to have to function. You know, my I function, want my function keys. keys locked. Definitely. Robin doesn't and, and, like to function. No, <laughs> no. I barely I will, function. Not, not on a Monday. Um, <laughs> none, none of who does. He says let's be honest. Another sip of coffee. Go <laughs> yeah, I've got another one brewing at the moment as well. Um, but I had to actually switch because my MX mechanical keys keyboard did not play well with the VM side. It didn't. There was a lot of keys that just it wasn't happy with. Yep. A few restarts, it kind of got there. Um, but on the Windows side, it was struggling a little bit. And certain keys, like for example, the one I would use for applications key, in sharp keys, it just kept saying it wasn't recognised as a key. So I don't know what that was about. Just to say, Power Toys, which we've covered before, has a brilliant key remapping. Tool. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that one. And you, it doesn't right. require a reboot, which is a bit of a faff with sharp keys. Mm. So I don't know what it's doing. It's probably not writing to the registry. It's probably doing something cleverer than that. But yeah, I love Power Toys, guys. Ah, that's a good point, actually. Well, I did manage to get it working, but I had to bring out the <laughs> the tragedy. I had to bring out the um, MX keys for Mac, weirdly, because it worked better on the PC. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Well, it's because it's a Mac. What you mean with the VM? Yeah. Well, it's can... a Mac, isn't it? You're using, basically... Well, it, it seemed to recognise the keys better, that's for sure. So yeah. it worked for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's... Who cares, right? It, as long as it works. You're so complicated, aren't you? Using a PC keyboard on a Mac running an emulation of Windows 11 beta for ARM. You are so... You don't so, make it easy for yourself. Let's go back to Audacity for a second. What have you mm. done with it? And are you sure it's really that 
you know. Well, no, in fairness, I, I have recorded a few bits because I wanted to see what it was like recording in because I thought that would generally, because that never worked very well for me on the VM, on VMware Fusion using Intel. Keeping up. Um, mm. Nice. <laughs> like, I mean, I found it fine, but like I say, sometimes it, you can overload the, you know, it feels like it's short of resources after a while. It, well, the interesting thing was the first thing I did was I had it running, obviously, it was running the Windows side. I had done the full install. Um, and then I felt the, the Mac Mini just to see, okay, have we managed to wake you up yet? Are you getting a little bit hot under the collar? This thing was stone cold. <laughs> and I just thought, this is brilliant. I love this machine. It just doesn't care less. The MacBook Pro didn't fare quite so well. It got pretty warm during the whole setup process. But once that was done, it calmed down. But then setup's different to running every day. Um, so I, I do wonder about that. But yeah, I, I, I haven't tried. I'm going to do this one we're doing today, this podcast, I'm going to edit this on the Windows side. Um, what I did really over the weekend was setting up Audacity so I could use it, get on my key commands in place and everything. But it was all, I mean, it all seemed to be fairly responsive. But you're right, it's when you get into the the bigger sessions of audio and, and how will it behave. I have a hunch it's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, let me stop you right there. You can't say, oh, it was so responsive. All I did was install it and set it up. You actually haven't done any audio work <laughs> well, no, in it. <laughs> I, I edited audio in it. I mean, I opened up an old session and uh -huh, edited around right. it. That's you know, different. Because so like, I had to check my, really only did that to check the keys. Keystrokes. I'd, yeah. I'd done were, were right. Um, and yeah, it was as snappy as anything. I mean, it was, it was as snappy as the PC that I've got here, the HP An Omen, which is a gaming machine. Yes. No, it's very good. Well done. <laughs> people, for people who are wondering, and I'm you sure it's the case in Reaper and all of that as well, you can export your key bindings. So it's pretty easy See, to I, bring I them into I can't get that to work. I did this. I, I exported mine from another from the other PC, imported it in, and it just it just ignored everything I had asked it to do. So I okay, you can't do there. that, guys. <laughs> it doesn't it seem to work. I don't know. I don't know. No, why. mine was inconsistent. I did it, and it wasn't there. And then, uh, like a couple of restarts later, suddenly they started working again. It's really strange. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I don't know what that is, but they do go in there because I went back in and checked the actual keyboard settings, and they were all correct. It's just, it's just a text file, isn't it? Them. It is. Yeah, HTML or something. Because I brought it over into, onto the Mac side. I have Audacity on that side, trying to get it to work. Um, and the, yeah, I just imported them all fine. So yeah. So. Questions are plenty, I'm sure, from the audience because you'll want to know, I guess, lots of things about this. So feel free to ask because this is going to be my daily PC driver. It's going to be my audio editor, providing it behaves. Um, but you know, I, I found that the Mac can be a little bit sticky at times. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't ever fall over. In fairness, it doesn't ever crash. Or ah, they all can, right? My yeah. Windows sometimes with Audacity. Sometimes, I've got Absolutely. about twenty five sessions open, but still, they can all fall over. I just think it's impressive that we're able to do this at this stage. Mm. You know, that, that was, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, no, I'm super excited because this time last week, I, I thought we'd be waiting for ARM versions of everything that may or may not feel the same or be as fully functional. But it's sounding like emulation is just supremely straightforward. I will say this. I am so, I feel so bad for PC people because the PC people, when are they going to experience this? Other than buying a Mac. I mean, you're not going to buy a Surface Pro X because the hardware's not there yet. So what's out there? There's nothing that they can go out and buy, is there? Well, the roadmap for um, on the PC side isn't looking great. Is it um, the latest Qualcomm ones? I can't remember what they're called now. Oh, uh, The Terribles, I think they're called. C or something Terrible. is not... <laughs> 
Yeah, they, they are several years behind kind of anywhere approaching the M1 level of performance, I'd say, which is unfortunate. But yeah, and who knows, maybe Apple will um, decide that they will allow boot camp and then the Mac, you know, forget all, the whole emulation thing. The Mac will be the PC to, to choose for Windows. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just not for Mac. Uh, but, yeah, but can you imagine? Can you imagine getting to a stage where the only way you can get a decent PC is to buy a Mac? I mean, that is just get wow. out of town. There's a there's a ton of gorgeous Windows laptops out there that work. Well, they all just run Intel. Perfect. If you don't mind battery life, that is yeah. Sacrifice know, battery life, yeah. power. Get out. I mean, no, if, I will we say this: we should you could use it to heat them. your living room in the winter. <laughs> we should definitely talk about battery life, though, because the one thing that, if you're still talking about Intel. Um, that makes the whole thing completely unworkable away from a power source is the VM. So yeah. I get oh, yeah, two yeah. hours max on a full charge. That's interesting. I'll see how the MacBook Pro does. Because this MacBook Pro, the 14-inch, it is... I mean, I went away to Site Village. I didn't charge it from the day I left. I actually forgot to charge it the day before I left. Went to um, Birmingham. We did a couple of days there and then came back. And I still hadn't charged it because I forgot to bring the charger as well. And it was fine. It Professionals, survived. all of us, obviously. Yeah, but, but I didn't need to worry about it. It was no, absolutely great. fine. I, and I didn't, it, oddly enough, I didn't even think about it until I got back and I, I was home maybe, a, a, I had the thing on for an hour and it said, he might want to, you know, plug me in. And I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's right. You've got a battery. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I charged it up. It doesn't run on magic. No, it does. It does run for a long time. But again, that's because of what they've done with the processor. And really what we need is for... ARM processing yep. companies like, I guess, Qualcomm and others to really step up, unless they can do a deal with Apple. Do you no. think that day would happen? No, because that's their USP, isn't it? Mm. For many years to come. Really good ARM-based silicon. Well, so I saw someone saying yesterday, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think they said they had a, it was like an AMD Ryzen 9, um, like top-end um, I think there was 32 gig of RAM in the machine and they put it next to a, a base level MacBook Air to do the same task. And the, the base level MacBook Air did it two and a half times faster than the PC did. Um, and the PC was probably panting, groaning and Fake melting news. at the same time. <laughs> Honestly, so, the heat that's coming off my Mac at the moment, I'm just saying that I've got yeah. the one with the touch yeah. bar at the top and above that is about, I don't know, a centimetre and a half of, of aluminium before the screen starts. Both of that, that strip and the touch bar kind of LED little screen strip are so hot. I worry. I worry that mm. stuff's going to melt in there. You know, and that's what all the battery goes on, <laughs> heating up. You know, I think how much energy goes into a heater, an electric heater, and that's what yeah. we've got. Get it sold, Robbie. What are you waiting for? Why are you not pulling <laughs> the trigger on an M1 or M2? <laughs> Just shut down the VM. Um, no, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Yeah, well, really, really exciting. Smart. What are you waiting no, for? But, but, but you see, this is the problem, and this is what I would Come encourage. Uh, although there's a lot of people who might want to jump on this, I think it is it is clearly still early days. And even though my experience in the first couple of days has been brilliant, I imagine there will be problems. I imagine there will be challenges. Jaws, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to say too much about Jaws because... It, there have been a few, like, for example, moments where it goes silent. And I think, is that a beta thing? Is that just... Because when it's when it's functioning, when it's doing what it's doing, it's fine. It's snappy as hell. It's doing the job. So I think, okay, there's clearly a few things in here that are still bugs, which is fine. Absolutely fine. That's expected. And that's why I would say to people, if you're going to do this, 
you know, try if you've got the ability to have, say you've got a spare M1 Mac Mini lying around, or a MacBook Air that you're only using every so often, then yeah, play with it, but don't don't make it your main machine. Don't rely I mean, on it that way. Sorry, yeah. Sean, Sean, how many people's got a spare M1 Mac? Mini? Only only a sentence from <laughs> Steve. If you got a spare M1 Mac, <laughs> just lying in the cover. Yeah. But I mean, you know, going back to the Intel PC again. JAWS does go silent from time to time as well. And you don't know if that's JAWS, is yeah. it the OS, is it Office? Because I've, you know, I've often got, well, I've always got Teams either open or running in the system tray, and I'm pretty sure that's a beast. So who knows what it is? But um, I'd be interested to know how up-to-date the JAWS on that ARM, Windows ARM, Windows on ARM is with regards, you know, the latest and greatest kind of layered keystrokes and stuff. You know, has it got all the 20... Mm. 21 or 22 because there's a really useful keystroke if JAWS has stopped responding altogether obviously we've always been able to do kind of insert F4 to unload mm. JAWS and then if you've got a hotkey assigned to bring it back then you know I have I have to do that maybe once or twice a week but in the in a recent version I can't remember which one one of the layered keystrokes so insert space then F4 will cycle it for you so it will oh. unload JAWS and reload it without you having to do the hotkey. Oh, and it seems to come back oh. a lot quicker than, you know, having to do it manually for whatever reason. Maybe it's just because you kind of wait a little bit for it to, oh, it's de probably definitely gone now and then, you know. But um, I'd be interested to know whether the JAWS on ARM has got all the latest and greatest keystrokes in it or is it a little bit behind? I yeah, don't know. Stephen, can you have a look at that, please? Yeah. I will also mention that the, and I know this is apropos no. nothing, I guess, but... Um, the Microsoft Office install, which I guess is running a 64-bit version of that, they did recommend that you don't try and put the 32-bit on there. I didn't think there was one, to be honest, but okay. Um, you wouldn't want it. They still have to have it for older... Um, yeah, they need it for yeah. the older system. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I installed that. Now, normally that install process takes a good few minutes. You know, you go away, you make a coffee, you come back, it's done. Um, I started it installing and... It couldn't have been 30 seconds and it was installed. And I thought, jeez, what's going on here? And I want to go back here? to this RAM. You've got four gigs of I RAM know. there, which is crazy. You know, that is way below this. The Well, actually, I Shared. don't know I mean, is. this is all shared what's, resource. What's the Mac's still running beautifully in the background. Recommended. It probably still recommends, you know, you can run Windows 11 on two, a machine with two gigs. I don't think so, but um, <laughs> I've got 16 here. On each All side, right, and don't show off. And it's right, but, but that's but that's the point, right? I mean, it's like sixteen gig on each side, and I, that was oh, no. the same. When I, I had the same thing, and I did not find. I mean, I enjoyed using the VM. I think VMware was maybe more of the challenge for me. I don't know because oh, I, I do find sweet. with parallels, it's uh, you've spent a lot of time setting that up though to get it right for you, and I think that's the key with VMs. You really have to tweak the settings to suit you. You're constantly learning about, oh, I didn't know about this setting or I yeah. should try it this way. You know, absolutely, this is not a set and forget scenario, really. No. But I will say for the record, every dialogue, everything in VMware Fusion is totally accessible. One thing that sometimes happens, though, is that a dialogue will pop up over, you know, it'll be a, a VMware dialogue maybe to say, you know, there's an update available. And it speaks it, well, a voiceover does, but then you can't get to it. And I don't know whether that's a, Mac OS thing because sometimes you can't get to certain dialogues, can you? That, that easily. That's a pain in the neck. Yeah, sometimes. it'll tell you it's there, and then yeah. you can't. You have to go off and find it through the the VO F one F one twice, yeah, or whatever it is. You know, um, 
yeah. But no, but as I say, I, I'm impressed so far. So questions, please send them in if you've got a question about it working. Um, I'm going to be using it every day. Sean is Sean thinks this is hilarious, but I am telling you, this is the I am living in the future. Oh no, I, I totally look. It's really exciting stuff. I'm Set not, one up for Sean and send it yeah, over. Yeah, send it over, and I'll be all over it. Sounds great. Honestly, I, it does sound you know, great. I know exactly what would happen if I sent out to him an M1 Mac Mini with this in it. He'd be like, this is the greatest PC in the world. It's the best machine would. ever. Yes. <laughs> There's something about that. VMs are really convenient as well. I never really got it to work so well as a boot camp. But, uh, but because of that, I, I spent my time either in Mac or in Windows. At, at the end of the day, I stuck with Windows yeah. because it was a pain in the ass to... Um, oh, can I say that? I did. It, it was did. a pet. Sorry. I'd have it was, to go on that side as well. I would. Yeah. It was yeah exactly. It's a pain to reboot into so, but with a VM where you can just switch between the two OSs, that's far more convenient. So yeah, it's far more tempting for me to go for a VM if it works as well as you say it does, Stephen. Talking about bottoms, um, before Thank we you. go, I want to do a posture tip. Okay, bear that in mind. Oh, I don't want to cut this conversation. Posterior what? <laughs> a posture tip that does include bottoms. Just saying. This isn't the eye wobbling thing again, is it? What's no, going on? No, other end. All right, bottom <laughs> wobbling. <laughs> okay, take it away, Robin. Are we done? Are we done on VMs? I think I think we have to be. Yeah, to know what you're going to say. <laughs> okay, guys, I have a lot of lower back pain, and when I say lower, I mean right down at the top of my bum, mm. and it's because my posture was shot, completely shot. So this is for everyone who's listening that has lower back pain who does a lot Short of sitting bottom. <laughs> and what you do so I, I mentioned this to sam my son who's a personal trainer and he told me what to do and it absolutely has you know three or four days ago that was and my back pain's gone and i'm hoping to carry on keeping this front of mind so that i you know don't go back to the way i used to go if you guys stand up you probably can't stand up at this moment but people listening stand up if you can and not if you're driving yeah, not if you're driving. <laughs> and if you can tuck your bottom in, i.e. tilt your pelvis so that it's more horizontal. I went to a this once. Sorry? <laughs> Carry on. Are you saying do a pelvic thrust? No. Clench my buttocks? No, don't thrust your pelvis forward. Tilt it by tucking your bottom in. So if you imagine the top of your pelvis is like a circle, the pelvic you know, bones, then that needs to be, that circle needs to be horizontal, not kind of facing forward. So yeah, stand up. If you, if your bum is sticking out, basically, then you're doing it wrong. So tuck your bum in and that will make, that will make you engage your abs. Okay. Your abs, your core will be involved. Then try and keep doing that. Whether you're sitting or standing, don't have this curve in the very bottom of your back, which I thought was a good thing. I thought, you need a good chair. Are you not no, just you saying lean backwards, Robin? Is that not what you said? Stand up and arch your back. Well, no. Well, if you lean backwards with this big curve in your in your lower spine because your bum's yeah. sticking out, then you can yeah you can lean back as much as you like, but you'll have this big curved back. So no, 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 no. How can your bum stick out if you're leaning backwards? When you lean backwards, your bum it automatically goes tucked in forwards. Well, I'm glad about that for you. So. <laughs> Right, this, is not medical, this is not a medical podcast. No, sorry. But hang <laughs> on, he is a medical man, Dr. Well, Robin. Exactly. Doctor yeah. of letters. So, what are you yeah, doctor, take doctor, it as read. If you can 
particularly when you're standing, right? I mean, sitting's a little bit... <laughs> well, you should have your abs engaged even Why when you're sitting. Why are you a doctor of, Robert? I'm a doctor of l- nothing. Love? You were going to say the love doctor. <laughs> doctor oh, of love. Life. I think, I think <laughs> that's it. We're off. <laughs> and on that bombshell... Um, and the, Let us know, guys. Back to, next email up, in. love tips with Robin Christofferson, the late night edition, coming soon. Email in love. if your bottom has been sticking out, guys, and it's revolutionised your life. Hopefully it will. I know it's the wrong show, but it's a tech show, honest. Um, <laughs> Look, this is quality stuff. This could change people's um, day. Well, I am a sufferer of onchylitis uh, spondylosis, as you well know, Dr. Robin. Yes. And my lower back spine is totally fused and I get terrible hip and buttock pain. So I will definitely be trying it. Thank you, Robin. And I will let you know the results. <laughs> well, if your whole lower back is fused, then <laughs> you may have other problems. I don't think this is going to solve your issues, to be perfectly Fair honest. Get, Sorry. get Sarah to walk on it. Uh, Operation or a transplant. I think one or other might work for you here. Uh, Guys, it's been a a good good show today, I think. Um, Yeah, you can let us know by emailing hello at blindguytalkstech.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail on 0204-571-3354. All the details are in the show notes. You can uh, catch us again tomorrow. We'll go through your emails with Sean. Robin, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thanks, guys. Bye. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.